it's time to get out from under the doona. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about moving forward in what we're now creating as a new normal and stopping the self-sabotage that often holds us back from getting what we really want. Becoming the best version of you requires you to show up every day and is the best decision you will ever make. Sea Change is the podcast that shares the simple steps to creating your ideal life. Wherever you are, whatever your age, whoever you thought you were, in this Sea Change, C stands for coach. I'm Coach Mel. It's time to start showing up. This year has thrown us challenges that we never could have conceived of in 2019. And as we move forward and poke our noses out from under the doona for the first time in several months, sometimes self-sabotage can come up and try to keep us in place. Now, it doesn't matter whether you've spent the pandemic perfecting baking sourdough or improving your yoga practice, doing 100 push-ups a day, or just becoming a poster child for day drinking. It's time for us to start getting back to a new normal. And when we start to do things like that, self-sabotage is something that often rears its ugly head and stops us from moving forward when we really genuinely want to. And people come to me all the time saying, I just don't understand why I keep sabotaging my own success. This is what I want. Why is it that I keep getting in my own way? And self-sabotage is like that. But here's the thing. There has to be an emotional reason for self-sabotage because there's no logical reason. And so today what I want to do is look at six possibilities that can be in place for the emotional reason why you're self-sabotaging and getting in your own way. And once you understand what it is that's causing the issue and causing the self-sabotage, you can address that and manage it. So come with me and we will look at six different ways that you can self-sabotage and you can decide which one it is that's getting in your way. So the first one is self-worth. So this is if you don't actually believe that you're worthy of success, then you can work hard, you can aim high, and you can try to be successful. But what will happen is you'll get what we call cognitive dissonance, where it's like the reality doesn't match your perception of yourself. And so because you view yourself as flawed or worthless, you'll self-sabotage whatever it is you're doing to get rid of that dissonance, to get back to that equilibrium. That happens all the time. It's like you see it a lot in relationships. A relationship can be going along perfectly fine And then one person in the relationship will do something to destroy it, even though they love the person and the relationship's going well and everything should be fine. They repeat a pattern that they've had for many years of destroying relationships. And it's because at their heart, 
they don't actually believe that they're worthy of love. And if they don't believe they're worthy of love, well, then they have to do something to essentially make it true for them. So that's what self-sabotage is. It's like, I don't believe I'm good enough and I'm going to create a situation that basically just confirms my belief. So it's almost like the bias that you see in some journalism. It's selecting the facts that essentially confirm a belief that you already hold. So if you believe you're unworthy, then you'll create a situation which basically confirms that you're unworthy. And that's where self-worth comes into it. And that's a big one because there's a lot of work that you can do around self-worth, but it's a it's an issue that a lot of people have and it often goes way, way back to childhood. And so it can be very difficult to work on because you can't always remember uh, why you don't feel worthy. You just know that you don't feel worthy. And so there's strategies that you can use where you don't actually have to remember the event that made you feel unworthy, but it's important that you deal with that sense of worth because otherwise, as I said, you're going to have that cognitive dissonance where you're going to create a situation that essentially makes you feel comfortable. It confirms your perception is reality. The second possibility for self-sabotage is control. So I hear this a lot when you talk to people that have had eating disorders, for instance, like anorexia. They will say, it gave me a sense of control. It was something that I could control in a world that for me otherwise felt outside my control. So sometimes the self-sabotage is about creating control when you don't feel that you have control over a situation. And so sometimes it feels better to control your own failure rather than face the possibility of it surprising you. So if I self-sabotage then at least I know I've created the failure rather than just waiting to fail because I have no faith in myself. So therefore I assume I'm going to fail and it could surprise me out of nowhere because I don't know where it's coming. If I create the failure, then I'm in control. That's kind of the thought process that people go through. The third one is imposter syndrome. Now, this is so, so common. In fact, I saw Oprah speak uh, when she was in Sydney a few years ago, and she said there is one question that every single person that she's ever interviewed asks her after the interview, including Beyonce, Barack Obama, all the greats, they all say to her, as soon as the camera stops rolling, they say, did I do okay? Because basically all of us feel like we've got imposter syndrome to one degree or another. We all feel like we're not good enough and we're going to get found out at some point. I can remember I had a a big corporate job with lots of staff and a big corner office and I used to sit in my office thinking, how long am I going to be here before somebody knocks on my door and walks in and says, we've just figured it out, you haven't got a clue what you're doing and by the way, you're sacked. And that was a a genuine fear that I lived with for years because 
I've never really done a job that I absolutely thought I could do because I think on some level, if you're absolutely confident in what you're doing, then there's no challenge anymore and it's time to move on to the next thing or to the you know, the next level up or, or whatever it is. So imposter syndrome is a very real and common fear. And while that's perfectly normal, when it translates into self-sabotage, that's when it becomes a problem. So you need to be aware of whether imposter syndrome is an issue for you. The fourth reason for self-sabotage that I want to talk to you about is it can be a handy scapegoat. So if you self-sabotage something, then you can blame the action instead of yourself. So a good example of this is when you are late for a job interview. So the train was late. I couldn't catch, I missed the bus. Um, There were no taxis available. The Uber didn't turn up. These are all reasons for you to miss a job interview that you can blame And that way you don't have to worry about whether you would have actually got the job or not had you turned up for the job interview. So now all these things are things that if you were prepared and if you weren't self-sabotaging wouldn't happen. So you'd catch a bus that got you to the venue early enough that if the bus was running late, it wouldn't matter. Uh, You'd arrange a lift with a trusted friend or you'd arrive early so you could get parking. There's all sorts of strategies that if you weren't self-sabotaging and if you really were serious about wanting to get to this job interview that you could put in place. But if your pattern is to self-sabotage in this way and make something a handy scapegoat, then you're always going to miss the bus. The train is always going to be late. You won't be able to find a park. This is how self-sabotage works. The fifth type of self-sabotage is familiarity. So sometimes you just get so used to self-sabotaging that you don't know any other way. And it becomes your comfort zone. And this can also be almost connected to self-worth. So if I start a diet and I do it for a week and I haven't lost 10 kilos, I lose motivation and I go back to eating chocolate on the couch and not exercising because that kind of feels comfortable. And if I'm in my comfort zone, then nothing can hurt me. But if I have to eat a certain way or I have to get up in the dark and exercise every day and take myself out of my comfort zone and put in a bit of effort, I might not like that. And so I use self-sabotage as a way to get myself comfortable again. So familiarity is just about if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And that's not okay if you're actually trying to improve and you're trying to move forward. If you want to change, you actually have to change. You can't do what you've always done and expect a different result. So familiarity is a really common source of self-sabotage, but it's one that you need to really guard against because it's so familiar and it's so insidious that it kind of sneaks up on you. The last type of self-sabotage is boredom. So sometimes people will pick a fight 
and create drama in a relationship just because it makes them feel alive, because they're bored and they've got nothing else going on in their life. And in that way, they end up self-sabotaging just because they want something to do. So we've all met those people that just seem to be surrounded by drama all the time. And if something's going to go wrong in someone's life, you can almost list off a list of your friends that it's going to happen to because these are the people that just kind of attract that drama. And sometimes that attracting of the drama is a form of self-sabotage because they've got nothing else going on in their life. So they create it. They manifest this drama in order to make themselves feel alive. And that's a really dangerous uh, spiral to get into. And so it's important that you can identify that. And that's a hard one to identify because, well, any type of self-sabotage is difficult because self-sabotage and identifying what's causing it requires you to have to admit that you are part of the problem. And that's a really difficult place to go to because we all like to have someone or something to blame for the things that go wrong in our lives to actually acknowledge that it's me, I'm doing this. That takes a lot of courage And you need to be brave and to actually look at what's going on and where the failures are in your life and ask yourself, what am I doing to create this reality? How am I influencing the situation to make this happen? And that's what self-sabotage is. And it's sneaky and you can't always identify it. And that's why these six possibilities become really important because if you think about what's going wrong in your life, go through these six possibilities and give yourself a score out of 10 for each one because it's not always one or the other. Sometimes it's a combination of two or three of the six. So if you give yourself a score out of 10, for each of the six possibilities, then you can start to see where you need to focus your efforts to change the way that you're looking at this situation and change the way you're behaving in order to move past this self-sabotage. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's an emotional reason. It's not a logical reason. So then when you identify what is the emotion that I'm dealing with here, you can then use the strategies that we've talked about in previous podcast episodes around doing the blockage buster process to get through whatever it is that is causing you pain so that you can then move forward and stop that pattern of self-sabotage. So there's a process that you need to go through, but until you can identify how it is that you're actually self-sabotaging and this is actually something you're doing rather than seeing yourself as a victim of circumstance, then without that piece of the puzzle, you can't then move forward. So it's really important that you identify 
how that self-sabotage is showing up in your life so that you can work out how to move forward. So I hope that's helped and you can look at those six possibilities and see where self-sabotage is showing up in your life and you can use the, the blockage buster process to then move forward so that we can get out from under the doona, we can start to make some new goals, we can start to move forward in our new normal that we've got now. So I've created a little guide for you and it's like a self-sabotage quiz. So for whatever the situation is that you've identified as self-sabotage, you can go through the six possibilities, give yourself a score out of 10 so that you can identify where it is you need to focus your attention and then you can look at how you can move forward to stop this self-sabotage and allow you to achieve your goals. So simply go to coachmel.com.au. You can download the self-sabotage quiz and you can get started today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Please rate my podcast, Five is Good, and head over to my Facebook page and leave me a comment to let me know what you think. And you can check out my website at coachmel.com.au. And until next time, show up and be your best self.